Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, everyone. Today, I am joined um, by the amazing Marianne, who is the owner and founder of Thrive Admin Services. Hi, Marianne, and welcome. Hey, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you on here because um, I think you might be one of those rare unicorns that exist in business that offers a service that has um, very few competitors, which is pretty cool. So for those of you who haven't heard of Marianne before, she is a Microsoft expert and she's a systems and document expert, and she offers a very unique service, as I mentioned, in her space. So Marianne, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what your background is and how Thrive came to being? Yeah, yeah. So my background is all corporate administration. So I've done everything from reception to account support to um gosh, typing documents, compiling documents, and then working all the way through to a corporate EA role um, with executives. So I've seen all of the back end of what it takes to make the front part in a corporate business look really, really impressive. And I've just always been the person who was happiest when it was a document or a spreadsheet that didn't work properly. And I could figure out how to make it work or make it look pretty, (laughs) do something that no one else thought you could do within that system. So um, I'm a problem solver by nature. And I got to the point where I was a little bit burnt out in my corporate role. I was working some really long hours and I loved the work, but I just wasn't getting that. It's not so much the balance. I was just, I was giving everything at work and I had nothing left for at home. So I decided it was time to fix that. Um, And also to be able to share what I knew with people who potentially wanted to do those things but didn't know where to start Um, and I'm all self-taught so it was sort of proving that it was possible Um, and that's where Thrive came from. Amazing so um, I guess if it would sound like on first listening that you would almost be a VA but you're really so much more than that because your area of expertise in terms of Microsoft knowledge um, I have to be honest when you said that you were self-taught I was like wow this woman is very clever because um, I just don't not sure if there's anything you don't know about Microsoft which I'm always in awe of because um, you and I are currently working together on a project in my business and um, I'm a for people who don't know me very well I'm a very um I'm a very excitable person. I, I love I love starting projects and I get excited. I hate detail. Okay. <laughs> and so you are like my dream fit in my business because you have this phenomenal eye for detail. But with that, a wonderful creative side, which is a very rare combination because obviously you're working on some presentations with me and they're, they're beautifully branded. They're so creative. And I, I feel so inspired by your caliber of work, just working with you. So um, tell me currently, what kind of services do you offer in Thrive? Um, so Thrive has um, sort of evolved a little bit. So it, I did start in that general VA space and did a lot of the same sort of things I did in my corporate role. And it has refined and evolved. And it is now more about providing, there's sort of two main arms. There's the um, done for you service like the work I'm doing with you where someone comes to me and says I just want it to look like this or I need it to do this I don't have the time I don't have the energy I don't have the interest all of the above and I'll create something based on a brief and hand it over as a finished product Um, and that can be presentations documents spreadsheets workbooks all sorts of stuff 
Um, well, and you forgot to mention, because I know that you've done this work with me, is um, helping when we've created documents, like when I'm doing tender writing, and um, again, my lack of attention to detail, I need to hand it over to someone who either goes, all of the headings are in the same font and it's all done this and it's all justified. And on top of that, you also do proof it, which is very cool because when you um, have created something yourself, it's very hard to proof your own work. So it's that, it's that set of fresh eyes that can just see it one step away um, mm -hmm. and read that the sentence actually makes sense, even though you've probably worked on it nine times and know the intention. <laughs> it's just making sure the words are all in the right order. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's it's a so it's, it's editing sort of and like, proofing. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the technical stuff, but it's all that finished stuff that when you hand it in, someone else will look at it and straight away they'll spot that typo or they'll spot that the alignment's out or that there's a different font or the colors don't match or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, it's that sort of extra set of eyes on things yes. for you. And I think um as much as we like to think we've done a good job, and I um I'm a I'm a good writer. But in my mind, I still know what my intent is. And so um, I, st I come with that bias when I'm reading something like going, oh, that says what I, th think it what I think it's the say. And then when someone like you looks at it, it's like, actually, it doesn't. And I mean, <laughs> and I do it in my really own valuable. stuff. Yeah, I do it in my own stuff. When, you, when you're bogged down in it and you're writing it, you just have to put it aside or get someone to just run their eyes over it because you've chopped and changed sentences usually to fit a word count particularly when it comes to things like tenders and applications mm. there's a word count so you've got to condense this very big idea into a very succinct paragraph and by the yes. time you've done all those revisions you just are sometimes losing the the flow that makes it sound like you still so yeah. um, that's been probably the biggest skill I'm still pulling on from my corporate experience everything yep. else is kind of a bit of a patchwork of of other bits and pieces. Amazing. So let's talk Microsoft and the suite of products and what it was, because um, I, I'm like you, I've spent many years in corporate and corporate loves Microsoft. Yes, um, and when I started my own small business, you're suddenly faced with making all these decisions that you never had to make before because you turned, turned up at work and you sat down and turned on a computer and it had Outlook and it had all these things and everything just worked. And you, and if something didn't, you called an IT person yeah, and they came to your desk and yeah. they they fixed it or well, they dialed straight into your computer and made it work and then they yeah. went away yeah and um to be fair computers were a little bit clunkier sort of you know I've been running my own business for 11 years so computers were a bit clunkier in those days but when you're faced with um say we're setting up our own business or we're we're starting out um the temptation is to kind of go I think I need all those systems, but I have no idea how they work. And I think one of the biggest changes that we've experienced is the idea that we used to spend thousands of dollars purchasing a version of a product. And now it's gone to this subscription-based model, which um, can you talk to me a little bit about what, what does that mean and how does that work? Because I think I think a lot of us, and I find a lot of clients paying for subscription, they don't really understand it. And when I say to them, this is what's happened, they kind of go, oh, I get it. So talk to me about that subscription model. So, um, so yeah, you're right. Microsoft used to be you bought a version of um, Microsoft Office, it was then, and you mm -hmm. got Word and Excel and PowerPoint and Publisher, it used yes. to include, which we oh, all yes. used to make very fancy flyers and, and presentations um, and you downloaded it onto your local machine and that was what you had mm. and then there'd be a big announcement and suddenly things wouldn't work properly on it and you would have to buy it again to upgrade um, mm. and then when you start your own business you think god I don't want to have to do that that's 
time and effort and I'm not really techie and I don't know what to do. So it's also a big uh, cost investment as it's well. A big it's thousands of dollars. Buy, yeah, something like that. So Microsoft has evolved now into being it's it's taken, I think, some some tips from Google and the yep. Google suite of products. Yes. And um and it's created this sort of hybrid suite of products that you can work with online you can work locally it syncs across all your devices so it becomes this universal use product um the biggest thing i love is that it now transitions really nicely between mac and pc which has always been the issue with microsoft Mm -hmm. um hilariously corporately everything's pc the moment i started my own business i'm buying a mac and that's (laughs) what i did so um and i was concerned thinking, gosh, I'm not going to be able to use all these things I know how to use because they just never worked on a Mac. Um, and the fact that I can work on it on Google, then I, you know, on a Google Chrome browser, then I can work locally, then I can check it on my phone, um, was really what I was looking for because the idea was to be completely mobile mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to work at a cafe, work at a client place when I'm travelling, Um you know, checking something quickly to answer a question and having that flexibility. Um, And Microsoft has remarkably, um, with a little bit of, um, you know, there have been some glitches along the way for Microsoft. (laughs) There have been some glitches along the way when I've tried to figure it out. But I'm pretty sure Google's had some of those. (laughs) Yeah, the pieces are all there. Um, And for me, it's that familiar interface because I worked Mm. so long within them. It was nice to have something that I knew where most of the buttons were. Mm-hmm. I knew what a lot of the functionality was. So for me, it was just an easy fit. Um, and then I started to play and I realized there was so much more packed in that I mm. hadn't even seen before. Um, and again, like you said, it's that there are so many subscriptions and programs and you've got to have video conferencing and you've got to be able to communicate with people and you've got to be able to share information and you've got to be able to access things all the time. And when I started, and I'm sure most people are the same, it's okay, well, I have to buy video conferencing software and I have to have um, an online storage system and I have to have a way to be able to share stuff with clients and then we want to do um, you know we want to be able to collaborate on things and you know edit and work backwards and forwards and so there's always a shiny thing being pitched that you have to buy this program and you buy this subscription and before you know it you've got nine different logins for nine different programs and then you've got to buy another program to make them all talk to each other (laughs) and suddenly you've got to work 70 hours a week to pay for them all because <laughs> yes. they usually all do at the same time. Absolutely. Um, and I just, I got, I think the the tendency is that we overcomplicate things. So mm. you go, well, I have to have all the things in order to be good at what I do. So yes. I'll buy all the things and I'll figure it out. And you're constantly jumping in and out and you're double handling and you're putting things in one folder and forgetting where it is. And then you can't access it from another program or the format isn't right. And I just thought, no, I'll stop and just for my own business, I'll stop and go back and take a really good look at what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. And then how does that make sense? Like what in a perfect world, if I didn't have any restrictions, how would I like it to work? And the more I started to play and test and lots of Google research, mm-hmm. um, and I discovered that it, a lot of what I wanted to do was possible within stuff that I had and didn't even realise I was paying for. Yes. Uh, and and um, I continue to find new things all the time. I have to say, um, oh, oh, I'll, I'll have an honest confession. Um, you sent me a document this week over via SharePoint and I was like, 
what is this? I'm, and I'm going to be really honest because I'm a total tech nerd as well. Never seen it before. And I was like, blew me away because obviously it was a massive file that you sent me and SharePoint allowed you to send that really quickly. And for me, I was able to view it in PowerPoint and I could download it. And it was like, this is so cool. And I'm like, I'm not a Microsoft fanatic because yeah. I'm, I'm married to a tech nerd who thinks Google's the end. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I don't think you could do this on Google. This is super cool. So um, from from your perspective, in terms of, I love that you um, found this solution born out of simplicity because sometimes in our business, we do see people talking and we get very drawn into them saying, oh, you've got to have this and you've got to have that. And um, I'm always mindful of my subscriptions because they can get really out of hand. So in terms of Microsoft, because if you have a Microsoft subscription, you probably just think you've got Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook. Yeah, and those are the four ones that people would use. Yeah. But um, now I know that you have got an ebook and a, um, a whole video that I'm going to pop the link in the show notes because it's super cool um, that teaches people what else there is. So talk to me about that. Sorry, I'm yeah, so, fumbling over my words because I'm so not an expert <laughs> in this space. Go. Yeah. So, um, so Microsoft 365 has a couple of different products. They've got a personal one, which is usually the one a lot of people start out with. And it's the one you would use on your home computer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that gives you sort of, it's almost like Microsoft Lite. You've got all of the sort of entry level stuff. It's similar to like a student product. And then the business subscriptions, there's a few different models. I just have, honestly, because it's a cost consideration and it's, I don't need things I don't need. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got what's called the Microsoft Business Basic subscription. Mm -hmm. It costs me about $280 a year. Um, Australian dollars and for that I've got access to over 14 different apps so um, so you've got Word and Excel and PowerPoint and then if you're a PC user you get access which is your database program Mm -hmm. Mac users don't get don't get PC uh, don't get access access yep and then um, and then Outlook um, and Outlook the thing I like is about that is I have my personal Gmail in my Outlook as well so you can add your Gmail and your Google accounts in um, so they're the ones that people probably know the most, but mm-hmm. then you've got Teams, which is your Zoom alternative. Yes. And Teams, I hosted a webinar the other week. You can host a webinar, you get breakout rooms, you can record, you can share the links. Um, you can have up to a thousand people in a webinar. Wow. Uh, so that's significantly bigger. Yeah. And there's no Zoom... time limit on Teams as well. Yeah. So Zoom, for those who you don't know, um, Zoom cuts you off at 100 people. And if you want to go over that, you actually have to pay extra for your subscription. Yeah. Um, and if you're on the free version of Zoom, they've now made it, it's 40 minutes That's right, yeah. regardless, because it used to be 40 minutes if you had more than two people. And now it's 40 minutes regardless. So um, I know that I have a paid Zoom subscription um, and I've, I've got a lot of corporate clients. And whenever I'm chatting with them, we always use Microsoft Teams. And there's a part of me thinking... I'm no, I've got a Microsoft subscription. Why am I not using Teams? <laughs> and I think it's again because um, Zoom have done an amazing job of marketing. That's it. Everyone, everyone had, we all used to have Skype and then yes. we all got Zoom. And Teams somewhere along the way became this thing that was just a part of corporate. And people mm. were like, oh, well, corporates use it or organizations use it internally. And it never used to compare, um, but yeah, it now lets you do your reactions. You've got your chat function, um, you know, you can put your hand up. So a lot of the things that Zoom was leading the charge on mm. are all sort of slowly being integrated and you can see them them being added over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just but find- to, to be fair, as someone who trains a lot in Zoom, because that's what I'm required to do, 
most of my students or you know attendees don't actually understand those functions anyway so when I say concern I can't ask a question I say pop your hand up people do this and they physically put the hand up they don't actually use the hands up functions so it's not like people are great at zoom anyway (laughs) that's true um but yeah I find for me um so when I work I create a a channel in teams for each client I have so we can have an instant chat in there we can do our meetings in there and they're all in one space I can share files so So it becomes like like messenger thing I was about to say, is the the chat, because I didn't even know that existed, you're like blowing my mind right now. And so that instant chats, again, the same concept as like Slack channels, because you've got a channel for each. Woo, that's cool. And then so so I've got a couple of clients where I've done a few different projects. So we'll have, we have a a team for me and the client, and then I have a channel for each project we work on. So everything's compartmentalized. And for some of them, it's easier for them just to jump into Teams and see the files or the planner. Um, in there rather than going into SharePoint so it's all linked and they just have it in their teams at their desk and can pop in and out um, that way so it just makes it more seamless and free-flowing than perhaps Mm -hmm. when you're doing emails backwards and forwards or you're using different systems that you have to log in and out of once I'm in on my computer for the day I've got teams on the on the um, taskbar on my computer and so I log it just logs in automatically like it does with Facebook Messenger and I've got them yes, popped yes. up and I just get the little alerts whenever anything gets added. Oh, so. that's very cool. So that is very much like Slack. Um, yeah. And again, Slack can be another tool that you end up paying for and um, I find, and I'm so in envy of you, Marianne, because I find um, I tend to work how my clients want to work. So I've got clients that set us up in Asana, and then I've got clients that I've got Slack open for, and then I've got clients that share Google Docs. And and, and then it becomes really complicated to remember what client is using what. And the reason that's happened is because I haven't been prescriptive, because I don't have a method that I'm confident with. And so if I was like you had said, this is how I work, come along and use it it would have made my life so much easier because if you could see my desktop I constantly have this Asana open and Slack open um, that is not even from how I want to work I don't like either of those channels I find them really hectic Um, but I've used them because I didn't come with that expertise so um, I guess some good advice that Marianne's giving there is if you can master some of these tools it will streamline your business and that's definitely something I probably need to take away as advice today and I find sometimes when you say to someone this is how we communicate and this is how we do it and once you've got it if we work again in the future we'll do it exactly the same way it's it just gives I found there's been a few clients who've said oh well I've used teams before so I know how it works right I haven't used teams before but um you know can we jump in and do a quick chat and we'll jump in and get through it and I'll say here's this here's this this is how you access everything and then there's no there's the, what it seems to do is it seems to make things easier that they're more confident in sharing a document or sending mm. a comment rather than waiting until they've got enough to put together an email or mm. feel like they're wasting time by you know sending an email for like one question where I could probably flick a message back really quickly and say yep you'll find it here or okay that'll be you know this time so it makes it almost um, more like we're working 
together like we would have traditionally sat in an office and sort of talked about saying that collaborative space that I think we can often feel quite disconnected from and like you say um I'm really um I'm a really conscientious emailer and by that I mean I actively try and reduce how many emails I send um and I am really hard on the fact that I don't just if someone if someone sent me something, I always reply saying, thank you, it's received. I think that's important. Yeah. But I'm then mindful, like this back and forth that can sometimes happen in emails can really overwhelm us. And like I came into the office this morning, I had 47 emails and I only clocked off at six o'clock last night. So it's not like I've been offline or anything. And you just kind of think, I wonder how many of these could um, have been not sent or like you say, a quick, like a um, having a channel open, like I can have that instant chat. And it actually feels more um, more friendly to have that instant chat going on. Yeah, um, and like you say, it yeah. almost recreates that office scenario that we actually, most of us have been very used to sitting in office and having someone just across the desk from us that we can talk to. And um, there is a part of running your own business where you do miss some of that. You don't miss all of it because you don't miss like the difficult office politics, but you miss the collegiate part where you get to speak with people bounce ideas off and I sometimes think that we our creative juices get exhausted because we're not able to do that and I'm quite excited about that I'm just not something I've really looked into I've got um I've got a couple of friends who um love so teams has a meme generator in it so you can just (laughs) yeah so it can be like you're back in the office because it is just you know and and it's a really handy way I find I've got a couple of clients and I know they're super busy and they've got crazy schedules and I can pop a chat in and just, you know, um, ping them so that it, it lets them know they've had a direct message and just say, this is, you know, this file's in there now, check it when you get a chance. So mm-hmm. it's not that they've gone, oh, I've got another email and I have to respond to it and then I have to click a link and it's, oh, okay, I'll I'll do that when I've got a second and they know. Um, mm. So it flags it without it being. It's more of an informal of, communication, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, without you know I, there's nothing worse than when that thing pings up and goes oh you've got an email and you go oh I have to look at that and then I have to stop what I'm doing and now I'm confused and I'm working in this other thing and um, so it means they can go yep I'll get to that and they'll work through those at a, a time that works for them so it's not as um, as demanding on yeah. them. Yeah oh I like that well so many good tips in here and I'm mindful of time I think I could talk to you all day um, I would love to know what is your favorite Microsoft app? <laughs> Um, I am through and through my happy place is Word. So Word is where I um, come from. I've worked, most of my roles have been with um, organisations or executives who do a lot of technical writing. So I've spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time formatting documents and fixing tables and headers and footers and um, creating tables of contents and things. And that's my, that's the thing that if someone said you can only do one thing for the rest of your life, that's what I would do. Formatting <laughs> that's and so interesting pulling reports together and compiling all the appendices and things that's sort of that's my that's I can sit in a room and have the music going and just just play in word all day oh, you are living proof that there's um whatever task it is that you don't like it's somebody else's zone of genius yeah, um no, and I love terrible. having you in my world <laughs> to call on for that because um that is not my zone at all and I'm really bad at it and I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't have got some of the work that I had received in terms of tender if you hadn't been able to make things look so much better for me um now I, I, we've mentioned a couple of times that you've got an amazing you've got some amazing free resources that people can access and as I mentioned I'm going to pop the links in the show notes but I'd love you to talk about them because I feel like people are going to get such great value from these so let's hear about them um so the um the 
the easiest way to get started is I've got a list of 50 secret hacks for using Microsoft in your business. So um, like we said, if you're paying for a Microsoft subscription, you've got all of these tools at your disposal and chances are you don't even know they're there, let alone mm. what they can do. So, um, and it can be really overwhelming to know where to start when you suddenly realise you've got all of these extra things yes. sitting and are ready to use. So this is a list of 50 different ways that you can use um, the apps or features within some of the apps to mm -hmm. apply across your business. So there's um, elements of finance, elements of looking after your emails, client communication, collaboration, and then business process stuff as well. So Ooh. lots of so different. That sounds like an amazing ebook. Um, and as I said, I'll put the notes, I'll put it in the show notes because I would love you to get your hands on it because I'm certain that most of us have a Microsoft subscription and are using it, uh, using probably one tenth of what we could be. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. So yeah, so that one's really handy. And I I'm constantly finding new things. So I'm sure at some point that will have to be, there'll have to be a second version of that because. So it's going to go from an ebook to a full book. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll probably just be, you know, a, it'll be, a, it, it's a constant source of, of information and content. And it's stuff that I really love being able to share because I'm all about, I'm, I'm super lazy, anything for a shortcut or a way that just makes things look super flawless on the front end, but hasn't required me to do, three hours of work in the back end is is always a win so um, I love the fact you call yourself super lazy that would be the last thing you are but I often say that I'm lazy and because of that I find the path of least resistance whenever Absolutely. I'm doing something and often us as lazy people look like we're very efficient people because we've found the easiest way to success um so thank you for sharing that um look I, as I said I think we could talk all day and I, I, I think I might have you come back again as a guest because <laughs> I'd love to dive into um some of the things that you've talked about in a bit more detail because I have certainly learned some things today and I'm kind of excited to go away and have a little play so um, I really want to thank you Marianne for coming on and being a guest on my podcast I know that my listeners have learned some really valuable things today um, and as I mentioned to all of you um, in my show notes I'll have how you can connect with Marianne um, how you can grab her ebook with the 50 secret hacks um, that just sounds brilliant so thank you again for your time and for being so generous and sharing your knowledge with us it's been much appreciated from me Thank you, Sarah. It's been awesome. Thank you. Oh, brilliant. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And I look forward to catching you the same time next week. Till then, take care and make sure you go and dive in and have some fun with Microsoft. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favourite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.